How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Fantasy Football Sundays here on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. What a gorgeous Sunday. A victory Sunday for all of you Kansas City Chiefs fans and a whole lot of football watching. Honey, the Chiefs aren't playing today. Want to get some stuff done? Can't. Got a big Houston Texans game to watch. Boy, can the Jaguars upset the Colts so the Raiders and Chargers can kneel it out on Sunday night. Um, this Sunday, kind of like, I guess, unlike any other Sunday when it comes to fantasy sports, fantasy stuff, because this is when you can really be um, that guy. You can be that fantasy guru. Uh, today is a day where you can make a lot of money, honestly. When it comes to daily fantasy, you've probably won your season long. You've probably been done with your season long league for two weeks. Maybe just last week it was over. Or maybe you're in one of those leagues for some reason. You have to play week 18. And if you're in that league, it's time for you to leave that league. Because that's just rude. Because it's hard to say who's playing today. Now, it's not like it is in most situations. I will tell you that. There is a lot of there is a lot more people playing today than I expected. Um, we'll get into a lot of those matchups um, as there is uh, as we do that every week. But there's a lot of what we call today just incentive Sunday, right? There's a lot of contracts uh, that could get a lot bigger today. Uh, like for instance, Kendrick Bourne for the Patriots. He can earn $750,000 in incentives today against the Dolphins. 24 yards receiving, 124 yards receiving, and if he gets eight catches, all of that, he collects $750,000. I mean, just, we need to get that kind of stuff in the real world. Grant Nicholson, the producer, if you can produce every single week, we'll give you an extra 250 bucks. 
I bet you'd have been here today just as well as you are here already, without a doubt. Hey, man, congrats, man, for doing your job. But I do, to start things off, Grant, I do want to give you um, a very appreciative shout-out. Thanks for being here every single week uh, doing this job. I know it's, um, it's not the easiest thing to do to get up on a Sunday morning um, when you do it, do it every week. So I do appreciate it. Hats off to you, man, for doing this. I know you did it for Serta as well. Uh, Grant Nicholson, uh, follow him on Twitter. Uh, surprisingly funny. Um, does make me put the phone down and laugh quite a bit. What and, does surprisingly uh, funny mean? I mean, you're, you're just not, not, you're, a, not a funny guy naturally. Uh, you're just very humble. Uh, you carry yourself very calm, cool, and collective. And then I'll see your tweets, and I'm just like, my God. <laughs> Especially when those wildcats get going and, and, and things get going and get a little wild there. Uh, but I do enjoy uh, Grant Nicholson, by the way, on Twitter and in real life. So it's not just a, it's not just a social media uh, thing there. But um, this week, when it comes to uh, what we do know for players that are out, players that are in, um, we always go to uh, to the Schefter report, which sometimes, like Jay Binkley likes to point out, some of them are obvious uh, when people are are not in, not out. Um, this one's kind of big. Running back for the Rams, Cam Akers, is expected to make his season debut today against the Niners. Per sources, Akers is expected to have a limited role today, but is an increased role during the postseason. Um, he's quote-unquote looks fantastic, as one Rams official said, uh, as a guy that could play. When we talk about um, players in, players out, um, Jimmy Garoppolo going to play today. But players that are out today include Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Lamar Jackson, Shaq Barrett, Ronald Jones, Bra- uh, Braxton Berrios, uh, Kyle Duggar, Curtis Samuel, Ricky Seals-Jones, uh, Montez Sweat, Mike Glennon, Kadarius Tooney, um, Bobby Wagner, Chase Edmonds, and Rondell Moore. So um, a lot of guys out that would play like that that role of could fit in for a starting line, but also couldn't the other thing that we have to worry about today when it comes to the final week of the season is a lot of what looks like preseason games. So a lot of starters play the first half and then the second half it becomes that Jordan Love type of game. But as we do every single week, Grant, let's get into some matchups. Hopefully a lot of you last night if you were playing Daily had Dak Prescott plugged into your matchup. Five touchdowns looked really good. And I bring up this question Who is the comeback player of the year? Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow. Very, very tough, at least in my perspective. But matchup number one today, before we get into Steven Serta, who will join us one final time at 9 25 here on 610 Sports Radio Fantasy Football Sunday Show, brought to you by Twin Peaks, East Street Scenic Views. We get into the matchup Steelers at Ravens. And the one thing that I can tell you in this matchup is that, you know, this is going to be the big Ben hog flex game, right? Now he went out with a bang in Pittsburgh and we know he's going to go out in a bang against the Ravens. I feel big Ben is worth it today for the cash in a daily fantasy league final game. I mean, we don't know for sure. Ben Roethlisberger is going to retire, but we know for sure. Ben Roethlisberger is going to retire. Uh, He threw it 46 times in his farewell game uh, in Pittsburgh. And Joe Burrow, when he played this this Baltimore Ravens team, threw for 525 yards. Now, again, I'm not comparing Ben Roethlisberger to Joe Burrow, 
But I do believe that Ben Roethlisberger has a chance to go out there today in his final game against a beat-up defense, against a beat-up team in Baltimore, and really let the ball fly in the air. Deontay Johnson is a guy I like the most in this matchup. If you're going to play daily, if you're going to play a receiver, and you're going to splurge on one, I think Deontay Johnson is okay. He didn't have a ton of yards in that last game that they played in Pittsburgh when Ben Roethlisberger threw it 46 times. But out of the 46 throws, Ben Roethlisberger connected with Deontay Johnson for eight of them, including the only touchdown he threw. So he threw eight, he he got eight catches. He had 31 yards, but he had the only touchdown. Been slinging it in this great matchup. Huntley is a good play. He's an interesting play. I'm not sure he's worth the gamble in daily, but he averages 37 yards a game on the ground, and he's thrown it for 156 on average in the air and good for at least one touchdown. The big play in this matchup, the one where you splurge, is Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is a play for Baltimore. His numbers this year, disgusting. He's been the tight end one. When it comes to all the tight ends, Darren Waller, who's been missed with injury, who, by the way, is back this week. But when it comes to the tight ends in this league, when there's few around the league, when you look at Kittle, Kelsey, Andrews, all the guys in this league, Mark Andrews this year took the crown. And right now, going into his final game, he sits at 99 catches, 1,200 yards. So 1,276 yards, nine touchdowns for a tight end. And that offense that has struggled, for that team that has struggled, he has been the silver lining for that team and continues to shine. And again, Mark Andrews tied in one this year. Mark Andrews, congratulations if you won your league. I'm sure it's because you had Mark Andrews on your team. When we get into the next matchup, we look at Bengals at Browns. Snooze fest. Because this is Brandon Allen versus Case Keenum. Those are the starting quarterbacks going up against each other. No Baker, no Burrow, no Mixon. This could be a big game for a guy like Nick Chubb, who this year gets a 5.8 average a game. And on the other side is Samaj Pirine, who gets 4.4 a game when he's been the starting running back. Both good daily options in fantasy football because Nick Chubb will be expensive. Samaj Pirine, middle of the road. But I can't see this being a game where guys are airing it out duking it out in a barn burning type of game. I think this is a game where both guys are going to run the ball on both sides of the field. Bengals are just trying to get into the playoffs healthy. Nobody hurt. Can't see Jamar Chase getting a lot of action. Can't see T Higgins getting a lot of action. But where I can see a guy getting a lot of action is a guy like Jarvis Landry and a guy like Boyd, Tyler Boyd, Jarvis Landry. Those are your big plays. It's week 18. It's time to let the number two guys shine. When you look into the next matchup, that's also a big woof. Washington football team and the Giants. This will be the last time the Washington football team will be the Washington football team. So there's that. I believe February 2nd, they announced their new team name. Are we sure we're ready for that? Do we know how much disappointment is going to be behind the announcement of the new Washington football team name? Anyway. I don't know. I could talk about that for 10 minutes, I bet. But when you didn't think it'd get any worse, it does. It's Taylor Heineke versus Jake Fromm. That's this matchup in Week 18 versus these two. Also, this might be the story of the two most disappointing running backs in 2021. Antonio Gibson and Saquon Barkley. Both high hopes. Both very low production. Saquon Barkley, once again, a season of injuries and disappointment. Antonio Gibson was supposed to be the guy. Both these guys aren't even averaging four yards of carry, and both looked as if maybe they'd have bounce back years. 
I do see Scary Terry coming out and having a good game as he is only 40 yards shy of a nice 1,000-yard season, and that comes with a hell of a bonus, you would think. Scary Terry looks for 1,000. Heineke's looking to somehow be relevant next year in the NFL. That's the only place I can lean if you're looking for any action in this game. Again, it's Incentive Sunday, man. Bears-Vikings. Oh, boy. The biggest news out of this game is Minnesota has already announced they are not going to probably bring back Mike Zimmer. It is what it is. From what I've been told before this show started, I think Mike Zimmer is going to be okay in the offseason. going to be just fine. But what I do know is that he's going to probably be fired as Minnesota's head football coach, and you know Matt Nagy is not surviving Black Monday, which is the Monday after the season ends when all these coaches get fired. There's going to be six coaches fired in the NFL on Monday. Six. There's already been, what, two, three, two? Three. I don't know. Who cares? All I know is that Monday, there's going to be a lot of coaches fired, two of which are going to be two in this game. But this is the Justin Jefferson game, and we need to have a quick conversation about Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson with five catches today would set the NFL record for most catches in a player's first two seasons of his career, jarring in 196. Jefferson already has the most receiving yards in a player's first two years, and before turning the age of 23, he surpassed also LSU wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. Justin Jefferson, ladies and gentlemen, should be the third or fourth wide receiver taken in next year's fantasy football drafts. I mean this. Probably going to go Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and then Justin Jefferson. Those should be your top four wide receivers taken in fantasy football next year. Justin Jefferson has been great, and he may be, could be, possibly the second or third wide receiver taken off the board next year. He's no doubt a top five, and with Adam Thielen declining, it's just a matter of time until he is the lone man in Minnesota. Kirk Cousins isn't going to be there forever. His career's actually been decent the last two years because of number 18 on the outside. This could also be a really good game for Dalvin Cook. So again, for you daily fantasy players, you daily gamblers, Dalvin Cook has a chance to make some plays in this game and a game in which his coach is going to get fired after the game is over. I assume, like I said before, both coaches are done, but I like Minnesota's guys better. Although for a cheap daily option, I do like Darnell Mooney, and he's only 71 yards shy of 1,000, and you know, you know Andy Dalton, just like Ben Roethlisberger, is going to let it all go out. He's going to let it all hang out. You know he's going to sling it. And Demon also, David Montgomery, could also be a decent play in this game as well. (laughs) Finally, something that means something. The game in which all of you are so excited to watch at 12 o'clock. Tennessee at Houston. The big one is here, right? This is the game. And the Titans have to win. The Chiefs made sure of that. Pressure's on. Chiefs took care of their business, barely. Thank you to Nick Bolton and Melvin Ingram and Patrick Mahomes. But this is a game where Tennessee has to lean on their star. And it ain't Derrick Henry, because Derrick Henry has been ruled out. He is inactive in this game. It is now the time for Tannehill to look again towards A.J. Brown. And in just 12 games this year, A.J. Brown has logged 801 yards, four touchdowns on just 59 catches. That's good for a 13-and-a-half-yard average a game. Now, he's had a tough year with drops with seven, but when he's on the field, Tannehill finds his man, and that's what you need today when you're looking for big day plays, and A.J. Brown should be a guy that you should plug in all of your lineups. Spend your money on A.J. Brown today. 
no Derrick Henry, so it's another Deonta Foreman game. Deontay Foreman is not going to be the cheapest fine, but he's not going to be the most expensive. He's been okay. He's been decent. A 4.4 average a game, and now is the main guy, and he's had three touchdowns in these 4.4 average games since he's become the lead back for Tennessee in the last four weeks. They did a running back by committee. They brought in Adrian Peterson. They let Adrian Peterson go, and since then, they've kind of let Deontay Foreman be the guy. He's been all right. Like I said, 4.4, three touchdowns, and done well. Now, for some of you that need a little raise of hope when it comes to this game, the last time the Titans played against the Texans, the Titans lost. It was in Tennessee, and they lost 22-13. to But let's go back and remember the details. It was a very, very gloomy, rainy, nasty day. Tannehill was disgusting. He did not have Julio Jones. He did not have A.J. Brown. And, of course, he did not have Derrick Henry. Today, he gets Julio Jones, and he gets A.J. Brown. Still no Derrick Henry. Still no MVP of the team. But we'll see how he plays. Today, we just need David Mims to be the guy. We need Mr. Longnet to do it. We need Rex Burkhead to earn that extension that he just got as their backup running back, as their now starting running back. And a guy that's also been good this year, Brandon Cooks, over 1,000 yards. He's had a sneaky good season, and he's actually been pretty decent for their wide receiver one in Houston. So again, as all you Kansas City Chiefs fans look back, It's not doom and gloom necessarily for Houston and Tennessee. This isn't a slam dunk win for Tennessee. They did lose the last time. It wasn't home. Once again, they've got to win a divisional game at the end of the season to do something significant for the playoffs. But this game could be a little different than the last time they played as there's a little bit more of an option on the outside for Ryan Tannehill. But again, you got to trust Ryan Tannehill to win you a big game. Good luck. A game that has kind of some significance for two main reasons. Colts at Jaguars. A kind of different matchup. This is the clown out game is what they're calling it. And they're spelling it with a K. Because of the owner of Jacksonville. So a lot of fans are going to be dressed up in clowns. Not going to lie. I'm kind of excited to see how many show out. I don't like clowns. They kind of creep me out. But it's kind of interesting to see how this game will play out. and What the crowd's going to look like. Like are that many people going to go out of their way to not only buy a ticket to this bad game. But also dress up as a clown. The answer is yes. That's how much they care about showing how much hatred they have towards their owner in Jacksonville. But again, I like this as the Michael Pittman game. To add some significance to this, if the Jaguars beat the Colts, if they do, the Chargers and the Raiders game tonight at 720 can end in a tie and both teams get in. So obviously the theory is if the Jags win, could the Chargers and Raiders just kneel it out and go in? Absolutely. Will it happen? Definitely not but something of hilarious note that could happen if it did happen. But I do like Michael Pittman in this game when we get back on a serious note of fantasy football. In daily, good price, Michael Pittman is a guy that you should plug in your lineups. It's a good week week 18 matchup. It also scares me if you take any Colts player in a daily because if they go up big early, they're going to pull them early. Like I said, there's a lot of what you can call week three preseason vibes when it comes to this week in fantasy football. But again, Marvin Jones for the Jags. If you need to play somebody on that side for a cheap option, he just needs four catches for a, for a $70,000. I'm sorry, four catches for 70 yards, which would give him a $500,000 bonus. Again, incentives into the season. Players looking to make a little extra cash. Other than that, I'm staying as far away from this clown show today because, well, as much as I can tell you, there's going to be a lot of clowns in this game, and there won't be a lot of starters playing this game long if the Colts go up big. A little bit of breaking news for all of you out there. Broncos have fired Vic Fangio. 
no longer the head coach. In fact, they should have fired him last night after he kicked the field goal instead of going for it. But again, Broncos head coach out. There's a new coach getting ready to be replaced, or an old coach getting ready to be replaced. Next matchup, Packers at Lions. This is another one of those week three preseason vibes. This seems like a game in which, well, you're going to see the starters for the Packers go up early. You're going to see them go after it and then pull them. Because as of right now, no indication has been announced that the Packers are resting their starters. But this is a stay away game for, stay away game for me. We can look at it as what you can see for the future. It would appear Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in all of football. He'll, he should be the number one or number two wide receiver taken off the boards next year because it just depends on what you believe in Cooper Cup. When you look at this game, though, I don't think anybody's going anywhere when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. This is the second consecutive, third consecutive year, actually. They've been the number one seed in the NFC. They've had a bye. Aaron Rodgers looking for back-to-back MVPs. It would appear the starters are going to play, even though this game only benefits them for really nothing except for incentives. But I could see Rodgers and Adam light, Adams lighting it up early in this one as Adams has four, 1,498 yards on the year and 11 touchdowns. Two yards shy of 1,500. That's got to come with a nice bonus. 11 touchdowns, 12, 13 touchdowns, got to come with a nice bonus. And Aaron Rodgers is just 23 yards shy of 4,000 for himself. 4,000 yards shy. 4,000 seems like there's a little bit of bonus, but I look for them to bust this baby open early and then get the hell out of Dodge for the second half. I mean, sweatshirts, no pads, and baseball caps. It's a milestone first half and then a slow finish for the second, but still worth the money if you want to plug in a guy like Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, because I could see him going for like 250 in the first half, two touchdowns, both touchdowns going to Devontae Adams. So if you want to make some big moves on some big guys, I think Heel Rodgers is your favorite. He's the favorite for the MVP as of right now, and it could be a time where, you know, eh, it's a bad Lions team. As for Lions fans or Lions players, DeAndre Swift could be worth the play. A lot of garbage time. Tim Boyle's not going to throw the ball very much. If he does, he's going to throw it to two guys. He's going to throw it to DeAndre Swift for the check down, or he's going to throw it to Amon St. Brown, who, by the way, is the first rookie wide receiver to have eight-plus catches in five straight games, a solid, cheap play that could boom for the Detroit Lions in this game versus the Green Bay Packers. But once again... I don't know if I want any action, but if you want to put a little bit of money, a little bit of stake in Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, they could boom early, go up like 21, 28, nothing in the first half, put it in easy street, take off the cleats, take off the pads, put on the hoodies and the baseball caps for the second half. That'll do it for our 12 o'clock games. When we come back, we talk to Steven Serto one final time. We get you set up for the rest of the day, what the big matchups are, where you can find daily value, and also... What is to be expected next year is you should already be gearing up for your draft because you're probably done with season long. This, again, is a fantasy football show on Sundays on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Steven Serta next. You're listening to Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast Back in, one of many coaches uh, fired. Big Fangio, Broncos, gone. See ya. Two coaches will be fired in another game when the Bears and the Minnesota Vikings square off, as Ian Rappaport has already reported that Minnesota is probably going to part ways with Mike Zimmer after today's game. Matt Nagy has just been prolonged as the head coach, but it is obviously going to be happening as well. So uh, not good for a lot of coaches when it comes to fantasy football um, and their players because we don't really know where games are when it comes to distractions. But again, as I've said all week and I've said all day, this is the incentive Sunday. This is where contracts become expensive. This is where players really claim their stake when it comes to money. And for one last time on the year, we are joined by my good friend, Steven Serta. Steven Serta, how are you on this beautiful Sunday afternoon? Morning. Uh, I'm doing all right, Dusty. Um, It's been a a pretty good season. I think this has been my worst fantasy football season ever. Without a doubt. Uh, But I have enjoyed coming on the show with you and trying to to figure things out across the league this year. I think one thing that's interesting with, with what we take on in this role is that I kind of now feel a lot of sympathy for Weatherman 
because you make predictions, you give people the best advice that you can for what the forecast is looking like, and then the game happens. And I think sort of my biggest fail this year um, was probably, if I had to guess, was my biggest fail this year was probably Calvin Ridley. Now, again, that was somebody who obviously had uh, something that he had to deal with off the field, so there's, there's no joking matter there. But I was big on Cal Ridley this year. I was really big on Kyler Murray this year. And I was really, really big on DK Metcalf this year. DK didn't really disappoint me too much, but maybe where we can admit our wrongs, I was wondering where there were some things that maybe Steven Serta, who I put at a, at a much higher level than I am in fantasy football, kind of the guy that showed me the light. Where were you, would you say, kind of really wrong this year where it looked like you could have just been really right at the beginning of the year? Well, I think it's hard to, to to do that because, you know, Calvin Ridley, like, he's an exceptional player. And whether there's truth or not that to, like, him wanting out of Atlanta and then possibly looking to move on from him or whatever, we'll see because he's a really, really good football player. But, like, the targets were there when he was active this season. He just, Atlanta's just bad. And then all of a sudden he leaves the team and just never comes back. Like, you can't really prepare for that. And then, you know, DK, I think, has been a big disappointment. For me, it's probably A.J. Brown. Um, I love A.J. Brown. I think A.J. Brown is one of the best young wide receivers in football, and I drafted him everywhere this year, and it totally burned me. Like, when he is on the field and active, he is one of the best wide receivers in football, in my opinion. But... He was just banged up this year, and you know that kind of happened for a lot of players. I think Terry McLaurin is another guy that I think is incredible at football, but Washington is bad, and they don't have a serviceable quarterback to get Terry the football, and it has totally ruined his fantasy value. So, I mean, guys like that are, are guys that I targeted everywhere this year, and it totally burned me. One thing I thought was kind of interesting, we've we've kind of talked about it because we I think a couple weeks ago we talked about how could this role be expanded into next year and could we see more guys uh, kind of take on this role? And that was the Cordell Patterson, Debo Samuel. Now, I think Samuel is more of like just a freak. Um, but where do you see guys like that becoming more valuable in fantasy? And is there guys that we could see next year kind of take on that role or teams take on that type of role when it comes to a pass rushing threat, because to me, the biggest surprise this year has been Cordell Patterson for the Atlanta Falcons. And he's, he's set career highs in all sorts of numbers. And again, we go back to the Cal Ridley situation. He kind of was kind of, you know, put into that role, but also like was exceptional taking into that role. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're talking about like, where should you draft Cordero Patterson next year? I mean, I don't, it's not very high. <laughs> like he he's a 30-year-old player and this is the best season he's ever had in his career like offensively. The odds of him reproducing this season I would say are pretty unlikely. So if people in your fantasy leagues want to go out and way over draft Cordero Patterson, you can let them. There's just not a chance that I would do that. Um you know, Debo is I think one of the most valuable dynasty assets that's available. And I do think there's reason to think that Debo could continue to have this kind of rushing upside. 
because of how much the 49ers want to run the football. And, you know, next season, Jimmy G's not going to be there. Trey Lance is going to be their starting quarterback. And Trey Lance is just a much more athletic player than Jimmy Garoppolo. And he's going to run the football a lot himself. He's going to stretch the field. So I think that's going to make Debo a lot more effective. It's going to make Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle a lot more effective. And for some reason, like, they have to keep running the ball occasionally with Debo Samuel because he's just been unstoppable when they do that. Like, it's just every time he touches the ball, it's like 10, 15 yards. So just give Debo the football. That's all you got to do. I I think Debo is going to be a guy that we talk about, like, you know, late first, early second in our fantasy drafts coming up next year. It's probably more like second, but he's going to be taken really, really high. Do you take, I guess, and we'll get a couple more future questions here, and then we'll get into today's daily matchups, which is probably what you should be playing if you're playing in a Week 18 league. But when I look at the future and I look at next year, I think the biggest question is going to be, if you have the number one pick, who is, you know, the consensus number one overall pick? And I've kind of gone back on my head because I refuse to take running backs number one, but I know Jonathan Taylor is going to be a popular number one pick. Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams. Out of those three guys, where does Steven Serta go with the number one overall pick? Uh, Jonathan Taylor, and I don't even think about it. Okay. Um, okay. You know, Jonathan Taylor is just so good. And, you know, we saw, especially this season, but it's kind of been trending over the last few years, that Teams don't want to use bell cow running backs anymore. They want to have multiple backs who they can, you know, put in situationally, try to keep guys fresh or whatever. And so we see more and more and more teams do that across the league. And it's frustrating for fantasy football because, you know, we want those guys that were taken in the top five. We want to know that they've got this locked in workload and they're going to get a certain amount of touches every week and Jonathan Taylor is that dude and you know the Colts are probably going to have Carson Wentz again next year so it's not like their passing offense is going to drastically improve we know what Carson Wentz is and what he's capable of so Jonathan Taylor is going to have a chance to, to have another season exactly like this one and so out of all of the top guys that you're talking about taking there in the top three, I think he's got the best chance of replicating what he's done this season and doing it again. Because, like, Cooper Cup has been amazing. And I do think there's an argument for him over Devontae Adams. But I just don't trust that, like, you know, Going into week 18 of the NFL season, he's got a chance to set the uh, single-season receiving yards record. Like, that's really hard to do. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that he's not going to do that next year. Now, he might have another huge season because he's a fantastic football player. But these kinds of seasons just don't come around very often. For guys like that, like they're just really, really hard to replicate. And, you know, they're going to have Stafford back and they're going to throw the football a lot. And he's going to be the number one target in the offense. So I'd be totally fine with him going in the top three. But at this very moment, as long as Devontae Adams is back with the Green Bay Packers, I, I would take him ahead of Cooper Cup, I think, just because 
Rodgers and Adams are playing on a different level right now. Like they're just they're they're doing things that nobody else I feel like is doing. When I watch them play football, like it's just everything looks so easy for those guys and it's one of the most bankable things in fantasy football. When it comes to today's matchups, it's a lot about daily Obviously, there's not a lot of league play going on because championships have been played. Those seasons are over. How much do you put into the fact that when you're playing a guy in a daily matchup, do you put in the fact that they have a lot of contract money on the line? And I guess the big part about that is, is my big play today is Rob Gronkowski. There's just so much money he can be given by a couple of targets and, and a couple of catches and touchdowns today. Do you put that into effect and who are your big daily plays today when it comes to maybe cheap options or just slam dunk options and what is a strange week 18 in the NFL? Yeah. I mean, I think all that stuff helps. Um, you know, I, I haven't necessarily taken a deep dive in, in, into guys who have major contract incentives today. I look more at, okay, what's happening in this game? Is there playoff ramifications if this team does not win this football game? Like, is can they can they fall out of the postseason? Can they move up drastically? Can they change their playoff situation? And so I, I think that's how you have to attack it because, like, you know, we even saw last night the Philadelphia Eagles, who got just absolutely smoked by the Dallas Cowboys. You know, all week long, Nick Sirianni was saying, "We're we're planning on playing our starters. We can't improve our playoff situation, but you know, we we want to get those guys reps. We want to get them, uh, you know, one more start before the playoffs." And then come game time, it's like every player that matters for the Eagles is not playing. So, it. You know, and Jerry Jones was saying the Cowboys were going to play their starters. And to their credit, they did for most of the game. And Dak Prescott went nuts. And then he was able to sit down early because they were absolutely crushing the Eagles. But it's hard to believe these guys a lot of the time when they say that if there's nothing on the line in the game. So I think you just have to attack the games where there are things on the line. So, like... The Indianapolis Colts. If the Colts lose this football game, they might not make the playoffs. So they absolutely have to go at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, they're lucky that they get to play the Jags and they should dominate them. But what happens in this Colts-Jags game is going to affect the Chargers and Raiders. It's also going to affect the Steelers and Ravens because the Chargers and Raiders, whoever wins that football game, is going to get into the playoffs. But the Steelers and Ravens, need the Colts to lose. They they need Jacksonville to show up and try to upset Indianapolis today. So those are games where I, I know players are going to be active and, and their studs are going to be involved in the football game. So I would attack the Chargers Raiders, Colts at Washington, also the Jets at the Bills and the Patriots at Dolphins. All Both offenses in that game the Patriots and the Bills are going to be starting their players because if the Bills somehow lose to the Jets the Patriots could still win the AFC East and the Patriots would jump ahead of them in the playoff race and they would take over the division if they somehow lose to the New York Jets so those offenses are going to start their playmakers they're going to try to put up points the Niners at the Rams same situation if the Rams lose to the Niners, the Rams might lose the division to the Arizona Cardinals. 
So, and the Niners need to win to even get into the playoffs. Otherwise, the New Orleans Saints could eliminate them from the postseason if they win their football game. So, like, all those games have huge playoff implications. So, those are the games that I'm attacking in, in fantasy football. And, you know, if we're talking about, like, sleepers, I really like Deontay Foreman and Brandon Cooks in this Texans-Titans game today. Because the Titans are playing for the number one overall seed in the AFC. And the Texans have already upset them once this year. And so as, you know, for Chiefs fans, I'm rooting for the Titans to get upset here. So I want to get a a little bit more action in the game as well. Looks like Darren Waller is back today. Does this hurt or uh, does it make Hunter Renfro even more of a a special target as they'll start to distract uh, towards Darren Waller? Because Hunter Renfro, to me, has been something that has just been beautiful and fantasy football this year, who was available in every single league at least six weeks ago via waiver wire, and now he should be a, you know, start every day in daily fantasy because of targets and yardage. Yeah, I mean, if I'm the Chargers and I've been game planning all week long to try to slow Hunter Renfro and not necessarily Darren Waller, I'm keeping that game plan in place, and I would still try to slow Renfro over Waller and... It's not because I have a lack of respect for Darren Waller. I I think he's fantastic, but he's just been so banged up this year. And now he's he's coming off the COVID list and he's been injured. Like, I I just question how effective Darren Waller is actually going to be in this game. And, you know, maybe I'm totally wrong, but I I wouldn't change my game plan for Darren Waller returning to the lineup that much. Like, I, I would still try to shut down Hunter Renfro, but... That being said, he's been too good for you to bench, so I, I think it's perfectly fine if you want to try to slide him into your daily lineups or something like that. Steven Serta, when do you get started for next year, or have you already started for next year when it comes to planning for fantasy football? Um, I wouldn't say I've started for next year, but I always kind of you know am thinking about that stuff. Uh, I, I'm in multiple dynasty leagues, so... I'm already like looking into tweaking my rosters and, and trying to see what we can do for this after this NFL draft because uh, I'm ready to uh, I'm ready for my rookie drafts and dynasty. Well, Serta, other than uh, enjoying the uh, the Boba Fett story, uh, what is uh, what's on store for you moving forward as we get into the playoffs and everything that you do at Arrowhead Pride and where can people find you for the rest of the season? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Steven Serta. You can also follow Arrowhead Pride, of course, at Arrowhead Pride. Uh, <laughs> we do a ton of stuff. Uh, we've got a post-game show that dropped last night immediately following the Chiefs game. So if you'd like to look us up on Apple Podcasts, you can at Arrowhead Pride. Please subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing. And we're just along for the ride with this uh, Chiefs postseason bid, and we will figure out who they're going to play and. And if they're going to be the two seed or the one seed later today. So we'll figure all that out and we'll have a ton of content for you about it uh, over at Arrowhead Pride. Serta, I truly uh, do appreciate you joining me every every week and every Sunday that we did this. Uh, I appreciate your time, your effort, and your uh, your inside information. So again, I bid you adieu. Have a good off season, And I'm sure I'll be texting you uh, throughout the winter to figure out what fantasy football looks like next year. You too, Dusty. Appreciate it, man. Take care, Steven Serta. Again, find all of his work on Arrowhead Pride. Follow him on Twitter, at Steven Serta. He's there for you. He is um, what I regard as probably one of the best fantasy followers, and he's always doing his homework even when he's asleep. Steven Serta, at Steven Serta, 
on Twitter. And then, of course, you can follow his post-game chief stuff on Arrowhead Pride. We come back, we get into the 3 o'clock games, and we talk a little bit more incentives and what that could mean for your daily plays. You're listening to Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All about the base love here. Per source, for those of you that care, the Broncos have also fired offensive coordinator Pat Shermer. Um, <laughs> clean house in Denver, as it is uh, an end of an era for many that uh, um, have uh, have been wondering. They fired Vic Fangio and then Pat Shermer as well. So, um, a roster in which has a lot of fantasy value, which did very... Very little with what it has. Javante Williams, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, Noah Fant. Um, a lot of guys. Uh, <clears throat> and next year, Denver gets a first-round pick and two seconds and two-thirds. So um, get the uh, get the uh, get the Jim Harbaugh questions ready. Does he go to the Raiders? Does he go to the Broncos? Anywhere he goes, uh, it seems to be a success. Uh, He finally beats Ohio State, and now everybody is ready to get him back into, um, I guess, what would be the NFL. But again, Denver parting ways with uh, head coach, offensive coordinator, and special teams coordinator. So clean house in Denver. Um, But as we have to do, because we will run out of time very shortly, I get into your second half of the day, the 3 o'clock games, as we get back into uh, the matchups. Somebody asked, are you interviewing Zordon from the Power Rangers when it comes to Steven Serta? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, I definitely turned my microphone off and stepped away and laughed at that one. Um, and then it says, make sure you uh, thank Serta for doing the interviews from his bathroom. I don't know where he does them from. I know he does them from his basement studio. That's what I do know, uh, actually. So uh, to debunk that entire theory, thanks again to Steven Serta for joining us every single week that we do this show on 610 Sports Radio. 
as it is a fantasy football Sunday brought to you by Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Uh, Three o'clock matchup here. Excuse me. Uh, Jets at Bills. Bills need to win. Uh, so, again, what Serta and I were just talking about, or basically what Serta was talking about, is that if this is, an, in fact, a, de- a day in which you do play daily fantasy because your season long is over, you got to hammer games like this, games in which teams need to win, games in which teams are going to play their starters for the longevity of the game. Not like the Packers versus the Lions, where I feel like that's going to be a first-half shootout, and then Green Bay is going to be in hoodies and shoes and caps and, and no pads. Bills need to win today. <clears throat> So I'm playing their stars. Well, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and Devin Singletary. Josh Allen was terrible last week against Atlanta, and Devin Singletary stepped up. He had a great game. He had 110 yards and two touchdowns, and their 29 to 15 awkward win against Atlanta. As for the Jets, it would appear that Zach Wilson has found his guy in Braxton Berrios, but again, Berrios is out. In the last four, the Jets um, have looked decent. They kind of gave us a prize. To the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, again, that was kind of just one of those things that whenever the Antonio Brown thing happened, it was kind of like a cultural shock to the team. I don't know if they were even, like, really on the same field. But one guy that you could play today for the Jets is a guy like Michael Carter, who could be in for a solid play because he's averaged four and a half yards a carry, and he has four touchdowns in such a limited role this year as things have been just very strange for the Jets. But again, the Bills have to win, so the Bills should, could, have all their guys going. And another 3 o'clock matchup game, we have the Saints at the Falcons. This is all about Kyle Pitts. And I guess Cordell Patterson. And the Saints have to win. So Taysom Hill could probably be a decent play in this one. I would start Taysom Hill in this game, if playing, if you trust in that Taysom Hill can have a good role. But all about Kyle Pitts. If he plays, we'll find out more at 2 o'clock as your actives and inactives have to be in an hour before the game. But he did suffer a hamstring injury last week, which debunked all odds. Uh, But thus far, the tight end position has been kind of a surprise, for me at least. A lot of people this year, very high on Kyle Pitts. Congratulations if you took Kyle Pitts in a lot of leagues this year. I, for one, always try to steer clear of tight ends in year one. It never works out. It's always tough. We haven't seen a lot of rookie tight ends be great. Kyle Pitts has debunked that theory. Normally, year one tight ends don't do well, but it's, but he has a chance for an historic game. Kyle Pitts just needs 49 yards to break Mike Ditka, that Mike Ditka's rookie record for receiving yards of 1,067. Pitts leads all of Atlanta in receptions with 66. And Matt Ryan only needs 248. I say only, but he needs 248 yards passing for 4,000. If he can do so, it would be the 11th time in his career that he's thrown for 4,000 yards. 11 times. Matt Ryan slowly but surely sneakily having somewhat, maybe, a Hall of Fame noteworthy career. But it's also been done this year because of a guy like Cordell Patterson. What a shock he has been. Can he do it next year? I don't know. Steven Serta likes to think he's a 30-year-old player that's going to slowly but surely decline. But remember him when you're drafting next year when he gets into that, like, fourth or fifth round and you don't know where to go and he's still on the board. Remember what he did this year. Again, Atlanta's a bad football team. They have Kyle Pitts. We don't know the future of, of Calvin Ridley. But Cordell Patterson looks like he's found a home and found a role when it comes to this Atlanta offense. <laughs> Next matchup, Panthers at Bucks. I actually like the big guns for the Bucks today. 
It's somewhat of a revenge game as they were almost embarrassed by the Jets last week, and we saw what Antonio Brown did and said this entire week. When it comes to what I call the incentive week, Gronkowski needs seven catches for 85 yards to collect a cool one million, and you know Tom Brady is going to look at that as well. When it also comes to Gronkowski, we look at what he also needs in this game today. Gronkowski needs just seven catches and 85 receiving yards, Versus Carolina to earn that $1 million incentive. Gronkowski has a $5,000 incentive for 55 catches in a season and is currently sitting at 48. He's got another $500,000 in incentives for 650 receiving yards and is currently sitting at 565. So that $1 million looks like it could hit the Rob Gronkowski bank account. And you know, if there's one thing that Tom Brady does, he looks after his guys. And if there's one thing we know, it's Mike Evans, and it's Rob Gronkowski, and those are the weapons that he has. So it could be a show-out game today for the GOAT, who also is still in the MVP hunt, which if we all have to keep going with incentives, you know that if you win an MVP, you probably get a nice little bonus check. And if there's one thing we know, Tom Brady ain't done playing, and Tom Brady ain't done collecting money as long as he's still in the league. Another big one, a big game today, 49ers at Rams. I didn't believe this until I saw this, but the Rams haven't beaten the 49ers in three years. And the last time these two teams played, the Rams beat, or the, the Niners beat the Rams 38 to 10. Wasn't close. This could be a top three game of the week if you look at it. I love George Kittle, Evo Samuel, and low key kind of like Jimmy G in this game. Jimmy G, big game, nine and seven. They win, they're in. Niners win, or Rams win, they win the West. Rams lose, Cardinals win, they win the West. Jimmy G has to get the nod in this big game. He's getting the nod, and he's got to get a win. San Francisco has to win to get in. As for the Rams, you got to love Cooper Cup. He needs 136 receiving yards to pass the great Megatron Calvin Johnson for the all-time NFL record in receiving yards. I somehow think he's going to get 135. Somehow, somewhere, somebody's reported this, that Cooper Cup feels bad that he got an extra week and doesn't feel right breaking that record. Either way, if he does break the record, little side note of trivia, Matt Stafford will then be the quarterback for the two highest receiving yards in single season history when it comes to wide receivers. Megatron, Cooper Cup, couldn't be more opposite of guys, but also two damn good receivers under one damn good quarterback in Matt Stafford. <laughs> Next matchup was we get to the Patriots at the Dolphins. The book says the Patriots are going to win by six and a half. A lot of people are taking the Patriots by six and a half. I am also one of those guys taking Patriots by six and a half. But when it comes to the big play today and daily, it's Jalen Waddell, who's been a stud this year and is on the cusp of a milestone afternoon. He needs one catch, and then he's got 100. He needs two catches to pass Anquan Bolden's rookie record, and he's only 12 yards shy of 1,000. It would appear that Tua Tugabailoa has found his guy in Miami. Miami, it's no secret, has been good in the second half of the season. And part of that reason is the Tua-Waddle connection. It just shows that the water is rich and pure when it comes to Alabama players in the NFL. Next matchup, Seahawks at Arizona. Arizona has to win to win the West title. But at what cost? All their players are banged up. They're just trying to get into the postseason and then make noise. Edmonds is banged up. Connor is banged up. Christian Kirk, all these guys hurt, banged up, and DeAndre Hopkins could be back for the playoffs, but it seems like, what can you do in this game? Trust in your quarterback. Last week, Kyler Murray was good against Dallas, 26-38 for 263, two touchdowns, and also 44 yards rushing. If I had to pick a guy to play in this game, and only this game, it'd be DK Metcalf on one side, 
and I'd play Kyler Murray on the other side. That's where I would splurge when it comes to picking money in Daily Fantasy. And last but not least, the biggest game of the day, other than the Houston Texans and Tennessee Titans, and that is Chargers at Raiders. This is the big one. The Madden family is lighting the torch for the Al, or the Al Davis torch in Vegas. You know the Raiders are going to have a lot of momentum in this game. This would be their third straight win or be finished game, and they've been good. They've been doing it well. Darren Waller returns. Hunter Renfro's been good, but the only thing is they play a game in which Justin Herbert, the promised prince, is in prime time. And when it comes to prime time and it comes to this game, Justin Herbert is obviously the AFC's quarterback for the Pro Bowl, and he's already set a franchise record with 35 touchdown passes in a season, which had my guy Grant Nicholson just flabbergasted that Phillip Rivers has never thrown for more than 35 touchdowns in Charger history. But for all as well with Herbert has played this season, he has taken it to another level in prime time. In his five career nighttime starts, Herbert has thrown 14 touchdowns, only two interceptions, and has a 109.5 passer rating, which is six, including two 300-yard passing games. Look for Herbert to be good. Look for this game to have a lot of action and be very, very entertaining. I like Renfro. I like Waller. I like Carr. I like Herbert. I like Allen. I like I like them all when it comes to this game. And I like all of you. And I enjoy all of you. And I thank all of you for joining me this entire season on a show on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Grant Nicholson, thanks for all of your help. Steven Serta, thanks for all of your help this year. And for all of you listening, texting, and texting in the text line, thank you. Coming up next, it's Nick Schrute, Dwight's brother from The Office. Enjoy your Sunday and enjoy that Houston-Tennessee game. And go Houston Texans. I'm Dusty Likens. Take care, everybody. I'm out of here. You're listening to Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. 
And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.